Welcome to episode 49 of Dads from the Crypt, a Tales of the Crypt podcast. My name is Jason. I'm joined by Mondo. Jody's lost power due to one of his infamous storms in the wilds of Tennessee. But tonight we have a very special guest. Her name is Ivotris Littles from the YouTube channel Horror Movies and Beyond, where she reviews horror movies for the living to understand the dead. Welcome to the show. Hi. <laughs> Thank you for having me. <laughs> I love that tagline so much. Oh, yeah, it's so good. So why don't you tell us about your YouTube channel and tell us about when you first started watching Tales of the Crypt. Oh, man. <laughs> okay. My, um, well, I do review movies and I also interview people who make the movies. Um, that's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And um, I do have a TikTok uh, where I'm doing like random stuff and you know twitter instagram things like that and um the first time that oh my god i was a little girl i was so little it's like giving away my age which i don't care i guess (laughs) um man i was watching when when did it come on the night like 90 90? started 89 was the first okay okay i i probably saw it when i was 10 Um, yeah, so I've been watching it, the later episodes, not so much, but throughout that's, yeah, the beginning. Mm -hmm. That's when I was watching (laughs) it. Do you have any uh, favorite episodes that you go back to? Um, I probably can't remember the names, but I could describe them because they're the only ones that are like embedded in my head. Um, Mm -hmm. I think it's the... The ventriloquist. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. that one was very creepy with the thing, the hand with, thing. Yeah. yeah, that one. And then there was uh, oh the um, oh my god, I could see Christopher Reeves was in it. Oh, uh, what's uh, okay? Yeah, what's yeah the the diner that mm-hmm. that one was good. Um, oh the voodoo one with Whoopi Goldberg. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. one was good. That was uh, directed by Toby Hooper. <laughs> oh. Yeah. That's, um, that's I think those for right now for yeah. like memory, those are the ones that stick. Yeah, what's nice. funny for the most part, we're kind of the same way. Or it's like there's, I remember, I don't remember the names of any of these, but we'll get to an episode of like, oh, I remember this so vividly, and mm. I'm like, I can't remember mm. the names at all. <laughs> yeah, I think right. so. I think that's it. But for like description, see, watch now and be like, oh, I know there's more. Well, they'll come but. to you. That's right. <laughs> Okay, but tonight we'll be discussing uh, season four episode King of the Road, which came out on August 8th, 1992. I am cheating by Googling a plot synopsis since Judy's not here. We don't get his uh, customized tomes to read. Okay, so we start off with Billy Drake, played by Brad Pitt, an arrogant hoodlum with a talent for illegal street racing. He arrives at the hometown of Sheriff Joe Garrett and his teenage daughter, Carrie. 
Billy is searching for a legendary racer who was known as Iceman in his youth. But Joe denies knowing anything about him. That night, Billy finds Joe at a diner where Casey works and insists that Joe is Iceman, who had an eight-year winning streak uh, until he abruptly stopped racing. And Joe, again, brushes him off and leaves. Carrie quickly strikes up a conversation with Billy. Billy slips an envelope and a tarantula. Sorry about that, Mondo. Yeah, dude, that was, a, and, that was the most terrifying part of the episode. <laughs> I was like, God damn it, don't put your hand in the mailbox. Don't put your hand in the mailbox. <laughs> Into Joe's mailbox after dropping Carrie off at home one night. The next morning, Joe finds and kills the tarantula, then sees the name Iceman written on the envelope. Inside are photos and news clippings about a car accident resulting from a race in which a teenager was killed. Iceman was suspected of being involved, but the police never caught him. Distraught and angry, Joe tears up the items. That night, Billy baits Joe into a high-speed race, a chase. But Joe has to break off pursuit in order to avoid an oncoming truck, and Billy gets away. Joe learns that Ice of Aya learns of the relationship uh, and assaults Billy, who threatens to destroy Joe's life by revealing proof that Joe actually was the Iceman. Billy offers to keep the secret if Joe will race him, then leaves with Carrie. Joe reluctantly agrees to the offer, but finds that Billy has taken Carrie hostage and would kill her if Joe loses or if anyone interferes. Bringing his old race car out of storage, Joe meets Billy at the agreed upon time and place. Billy has brought Carrie along at gunpoint and he gives her the pistol to fire as the starting signal. Joe talks her out of killing him on the spot, then promises to let Billy go free if he wins or kill him if he loses. As the race begins, the two are neck and neck on the straightway when Joe suddenly slams on his brakes and Billy zooms ahead only to crash squarely into a bulldozer parked on the road. When Joe walks up to the wreck, the barely alive Billy flicks his cigarette lighter and drops it, igniting a spill of gasoline. Joe runs away to safety before the car explodes and he and Carrie return home. You can say that Iceman was on a highway to the danger zone there. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, every time I heard Iceman, I just, just flashed. I made, All right, Ma- made that joke to my wife, and I was so proud of it, and she just sighed. I was so happy. <laughs> all right, Mondo, what did you think of this episode? Oh, I didn't like this episode at all. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I, not at all. I, it's not, like, bottom tier. There's, it's, But I just, it wasn't, an, it, dude, where was the horror? Where was, aside from the tarantula, which is scary as fuck, where, I didn't get my horror fix in this. Like, I felt like it was just a very kind of straight-ahead story about, uh, it's almost a, uh, a Western in a lot of ways, because you had like the old gunslinger being challenged by the new gunslinger, and I did kind of like that aspect of it. Um, uh, young Brad Pitt is really fun. It's really fun to watch these young actors, and I kind of felt like he was trying to do some kind of accent at the beginning, and then dropped it. I don't know, maybe that was just me. I've watched a lot of horror in the past couple of days with the Chattanooga Film Festival going on, so I think that also might have skewed my enjoyment of this. I just watched a lot of really great horror stuff this week, and kind of pigeonholing this in the middle maybe not have been the best idea for how i enjoyed it a uh, good good performances all around which always always makes me happy but the the car chases the the kidnapping of the daughter all of that just it's not really a, a horror movie per se it's a, or a horror episode per se it's very um uh, i'd say very generic so mm-hmm. n- not the biggest fan okay i vote trees what do you think <laughs> it was uh it was kind of boring like there was nothing really going on um, it felt like I had to fill in the blanks. Like it didn't really tell you anything. Um, like, okay. Cause I'm, I, I don't know from what I was getting, it just felt like, 
he built uh, his name Billy, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. Billy. I felt like see, it would have been cool. I'm not sure. See, I'm I feel like I'm making stuff up, but I it, he could have they could have made him like the ghost or something of the mm. kid that got killed. Mm, I like that in the car crash. I was kind of getting that um in the beginning. Because mm-hmm. they always had him in shadows and stuff. And I was like, oh, so we see his face. And in the newspaper clippings, um, I thought later we would see those. And then you would see that it says Billy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I, later, I mm-hmm. like something that would have, after he died and killed himself, like the same way he died in the first time. I thought it was going to happen that way, but it just left you with more questions than answers. I was like, okay, so was was I right? Is that my theory? I don't know. It was really boring. And then for it to be directed by Tom Holland, I was kind of shocked that that's what came out. Or maybe that's all he had to, to deal with. I mean, he did... It's the same Tom Holland, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, the oh. Friday Night Child's Play. Yeah, like that's why I was kind of like, well, maybe he was just doing it for a job or something, or the writing, or or Tells McCrypt had the, you know, the producers maybe had their fingers too much in it. I don't know. It just, it wasn't. Um, they could have took that episode out. I w- I'm not gonna remember it. Yeah, I think I think the same exact same thoughts. Just boring. Like I watch it, I'm like, it's rare that. In a twenty-minute episode, twenty-five-minute episode, I'm looking at the clock and seeing like how long has this been? Like, why am I still sitting here <laughs> watching this? Uh, I think your idea of the of, of of Billy being the ghost would have made it a million times better. It would have given at least yeah, some that's kind of what supernatural I, effect to it. That's what I thought it was going to end up being because he was so much younger and he knew the backstory of Garrett or, or Iceman. Yeah. That's what I was like, Oh, okay. All right. I I get it. I get it. And then he put the tarantula in there and I was like, what's the point of that? But then I was looking at his chest and it looked like a a tattoo of a spider or something. So I was like, it's giving clues of that's what Billy who is Billy? Is he the ghost of the teenage? Because it even says in the news clippings, teenager dies. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking, that's it? And then it just left you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. Like, or, okay. or if they wanted to go for another twist, they could have had him think that was the ghost. But then it turns out it was the son of the teenager or something crazy like that. Well, that would have been mm-hmm. obvious. But that wouldn't yeah. even been that that that's not a tales from the crypt episode. I would like him as a ghost, yeah. And we find that out, and then it's like, oh my god, he was that kid. He came back for revenge because he didn't have a fair, um, I don't know, fair race. And then it was like, I don't know, Iceman just stopped, and he just kept going. I just like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, and I cool. watched a lot of episodes. That's why I when I it was at ninety two, I was like. I don't even remember this because I watched a a lot of episodes and that did not even trigger a memory. So it must have been whack for me. Well, you know, they actually had the one part where it was kind of supernatural when um, Billy first comes up and uh, Iceman is working on his daughter's car and he, yeah, he disappeared. Yeah, yeah he like, disappeared and somehow made a really fucking quick U-turn. <laughs> He's already barreling back down the street. So they, I could definitely see where that ghost aspect would have played him really, really cool. This episode. Well, I think that was probably an indication of it, yeah. but it didn't, it didn't keep going on that. It just left mm. it. It was just, man. Yeah. Um, Jason, did Alan Gill write this? Um, 
Uh, I didn't write down the writers. I, I don't know. But it says Stephen Dobb and Randall okay. Jansen. I, I just yeah, so I just feel like if we sat in a room right now and our writing prompt was car. We nine times out of ten, we come up with something better than this. Well, this well, guy wrote a lot of episodes, so yeah. So let me let me hop in for a second. I I enjoyed this episode, but I think ninety percent of my enjoyment was from Brad Pitt because he was just like he was going at a thousand percent. There's like three different shots of him flicking his tongue. Okay. And it was that like, was a, that was a really weird scene for no reason. Zooms I know. And he's like doing whatever the fuck he was doing. Like, yeah. I, and, I just kind of love like, I, I love, I'll say it. I love Brad Pitt as an actor. He's always doing something entertaining. And that, this one really tickled me. Um, but yeah, now that we talk about it, I see many places where, yeah, this could have been improved by adding it. And I think it's also an indication that this was not, it, it said at the very beginning based on Two-Fisted Tales, but this is actually a completely new story that they wrote. So it didn't have any of that, you know, EC Comics magic sprinkled in, I think. That was the missing ingredient. I think that maybe the writer's prompt was make Brad Pitt as seductive as possible and go. Yeah, because this came out just literally months before um, the river runs through it. But you know what? I, I don't know. I'm disappointed about this because I just looked up who the other writer was mm-hmm. and he did the, he, he written the doors, oh, which yeah. was like, really? And then he wrote another episode from Tales from the Crypt that actually is the only episode that scared me in the entire what? franchise series. Which one? Terror, te- I mean, television, television terror. terror. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. That one scared me enough that I slept under the covers as a grown woman. Yeah. And it, and it, I don't know if you remember that, but when he was in there and the cameraman mm-hmm. and he was like, um, looking for the, ca- um, looking for somebody. And then the feet was dangling and it was the cameraman. And then they were talking to him and his ear saying, well, who's holding the camera? And I got scared. And that's the only one. And he wrote that. And then and this one sucked. I don't know. <laughs> it's, just, it's just what happened? <laughs> I mean, they, they can't all be zingers. No, I, I'm really happy because before you before you hopped on, I told Jason, like, I did not like his episode. It was not good. And Jason goes, yeah, it was good. So I'm like, damn it. And I can be the asshole that doesn't like the episode. <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with not liking it. And again, like I said, I think I was just in the mood to enjoy something this, whatever it was. I mean, I like the car stunts. There's some good car stunts. Yeah, but I don't um, watch Tales from the Crypt for car stunts. And I'm, I'm sorry, Jason. This, this, is, this is your time to review, Sagat. No, no, I'm, I'm perfectly acknowledging the faults of this episode. And yes, I think that the things that we've talked about would have definitely made this a much better episode. I don't know. I think it's just with everything going on, I just needed something silly to watch. So, I like it. I like it when really good actors sometimes just let loose like that. Yeah. Um, I, I do wonder, though, or beaten so early in his career, like, I wonder if that's something Brad Pitt would do today. Like, would he be, you know, he does, oh. kinda, I guess he does kind of kind of ham it up now. But, like, being so early in his career, I think he had just, he was like, I'll just do anything. Like, just if you have a paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he was still, like, he was in Thumb and Louise, yeah. but, you know, he was just kind of a second fiddle in that movie. Um, and, again, this was just a couple months before, I think his really big role was River Runs Through It. And then, you know, after that was an interview with the vampire and seven and fight club and everything. So, but he always kind of goes for a little bit in some of his roles, like in uh, 12 monkeys, you know, he's just yeah. bouncing off the walls in that movie. It's great. Yeah. I was thinking in glorious bastards. We placed oh, glorious bastards. Over, yeah. Over the top is the, uh, the, uh, the commander or whatever the hell he is. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I could definitely see when I was watching him in that fight scene, he was getting like roughed up. The first thing I thought was Fight Club. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, totally. And yeah. I was like, it like he's always that kind of character, just talk shit like um, during getting his ass beat. Like it was just <laughs> like it makes you want to fight him more. Like I was like. Ugh, like he was irritating. Like <laughs> it, it makes you even matter because he's getting his ass kicked, but he doesn't care. It's like, damn it, no. <laughs> and, yeah. And, and you know what too for Tales in the Crypt, this is another one where the, I guess the daughter was probably the most protagonist person in this because mm-hmm. the dad really, like, let's be honest, like killed someone when he was a kid and covered it up. Like it's pretty fucked up. And then obviously Brad Pitt was was a bad dude. But like also like, can we talk about like, is he just keeping like that girl in his trunk? Yeah, because like, like, because human beings need air, food, and water to live. So I don't know, like, how long was well, he in that trunk for? And also, his plan, uh, Joe Garrett's plan, didn't make a ton of sense. If you think about, it, like, what if Billy had kept her in the car? Did he still want the guy to get into an accident? Like, did he not think that Billy might look down the road to see if there's anything blocking it? Like. So you know where your child is being kept. So this is okay, this is why the dad is bad. All right, I'm mm-hmm. gonna go, now I'm going to I think about it. If if like I don't luckily I don't have any manslaughter in my past. But if someone was trying to blackmail me and oh my god I might have to go to jail, but they're also trying to kill my daughter, I'm gonna go to jail for my daughter ten times out of ten. Like doesn't matter what it is. Like oh, f- fuck it. Like frame me for whatever. So the fact that he was still more worried about being outed for his criminal past than his daughter's life is pretty fucked up. Yeah, I think, well, I think at one point Billy said something like, you know, there's no mother, there's no other guardian, so she's just going to have to come live with me. I, I know, it was, it's flimsy, it's call, really flimsy. Call the cops, the cops can solve this shit, and yeah, you're going to go to jail, but your kid's going to be saved. Yeah, the more yeah, the more he pulled calls on it, the more it kind of falls apart. He was a terrible dad and walk hard as well, so like... Yeah, I was going to get to that, so yeah, the sheriff is played by Raymond Berry, he was in my most hated movie, Nothing But Trouble. Uh, he's in some episodes of uh, the X Files. He's in Training Day, Walk Hard. He was in nothing. the Purge election year. You said nothing but trouble. Yeah, I have a thing about against. I I haven't seen it in like twenty I've, years. I've seen it like a hundred times when I was young. I thought it was well. I saw it when I was young. I never yeah. saw it as an adult. I saw it when I was young. So, so I like it better as an adult than when I was young because now it's just off the wall zany. It's you have this really kind of terrible horror movie that Dan Aykroyd wrote, right? Didn't he write it? Yeah. And it's got Chevy Chase. And then it's got fucking Tupac and Digital Underground in it. Like, how do they get Tupac and Digital Underground to do this goddamn movie? I, I think if I watched it as an adult, I might like it. But just the movies as a kid, I remember trying to watch it and I didn't like it. It's, it's something about it really rubbed it the wrong way. It's still not good. I think it's just one of those over-the-top movies that when you get older, you just appreciate like how wacky it is and how they got all these people together to do this movie. Let's see, the daughter is played by Michelle Bronson. She was not in many things. She was in a drama series called Sons and Daughters. That's pretty much it. The mechanic was a fun little character. Uh, He's played by Jack Keller. He was in a ton of TV. Um, He was in Sing Elsewhere, L.A. Law. Then he has little bit parts in Point Break, Last Boy Scout. He was in Waterworld. Um, He was in Lost Highway, and he was also in The Big Lebowski. Also, Raymond Barry was in some movie called Daddy, I Don't Like This. And I don't want to click on the IMDb link because I don't want to be put on any lists. <laughs> like, I'm not touching that. Oh, he, he just passed away, too, recently, just real recently. Um, yeah. He was the landlord in uh, The Big Lebowski. 
Yeah, Jack Keller was. Yeah. yeah, he just passed away, I think, in the past, um, God, like in the past, like, maybe a couple months. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was just in a good mood when I watched this, but now that we've talked about it and, and kind of broke it down, I'm a little bit lower on it, so thank, <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> I'm sorry to ruin your fun today, Jason. No, no, perspective is a good thing. Um, and again, for comic comparison, that's not based on the comics. I think these couple episodes were supposed to be part of the Two-Fisted Tales um, spinoff this in Showdown. Um, and then when that got canceled, they just kind of shoehorned them into Tales of the Crypt episodes. Yeah, that makes way more sense because that wasn't meant to be really horror, just whatever, like a like an action thriller or sci-fi. Um, cause, but Showdown still at least had those horror elements that really made it good, in my opinion, or at least the um, you know the, the super the ghosts, yeah. yeah, ghost cowboys. And I have to backtrack too because also television terror is one of the Tales of the Crypt episodes that scares the crap out of me because I used to live in a haunted house and I've seen some I've seen some shit. <laughs> so any haunted house. Well, that, I, ugh. Well, that episode was good. I I don't know. I forgot the guy's name, but the the guy that was the host of mm-hmm. the in in that um, episode, he just always liked that. Wasn't he like crazy, like wild? He was. Um, he was in real life. He was, he was, was pre- also. Host. He was in Predator too. Yes, he was yes. uh, the anchor man or whatever. Mm-hmm. He's always that. Who yeah. gets punched you know, out by uh, yeah. <laughs> Billy Glover, a uh, dog lover? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I love his character. He's the same way in every one. Well, because he did that in real life. He was like a some sort of reporter, you know, mm. for a yeah, while. He's... Kind of a shock reporter. There's a the, the famous thing where he I forgot he was on WrestleMania or something like that, and Roddy Roddy Piper sprayed him down with a uh, fire extinguisher because he wouldn't stop smoking. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I want to walk around with a fire extinguisher and blow you um, smoking. Another thing that was. Uh, I thought that was so random was when it was the spider in the mailbox, but when it fell to the ground, he like squashed it with mm-hmm. his bare toes. I yes. Was like, I was like, Oh my God. And, tarant- like, and tarantulas are fucking, you know, gross. That would be that like stepping on a rat with your, uh, with your bare foot, which, that I, have, was- which I have done by accident. I don't want yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my cat decided that she's just gonna bring us like gifts all the time. So mm-hmm. she started every now and every now and usually what she'll do is she'll carry a lizard inside or a rat or a mouse inside, and she doesn't kill it though. She just kind of puts it in the ground and stares at it till it runs away, and then I <laughs> find it. Um, <laughs> oh, it's a, it's an event when all my like like last time my dachshund tried to eat it, so I had to fucking wrestle a uh, mouse. I had to wrestle uh. a mouse out of her mouth. That one survived, but one time she did leave me a present. I'm walking the laundry room half asleep, and I was like, "Oh, what the fuck is that?" And it was a half an eaten mouse. Oh, okay. It was not a pleasant morning. I took a second shower. <laughs> but to step on a tarantula, yeah, hey, yeah that was really gross. I'm terrified of spiders, but tarantulas are probably my least scary spider to me. Yeah, because they're so they're big. Huge, well, they're huge, but they're very docile. Yeah, and they're very. You know- uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, they're, they're just big and docile. Like they don't. I don't know something about them. They got like little fur on them. They're kind of like a puppy. Little eyes on top of their head. <laughs> I still don't want to see one. You know. You know. I wish I would have made him a ghost or something because when <laughs> I'm still on that because it's it's like it's so it's implied so much but it's never like said. But there was a part when he was chasing him down. Uh, when Garrett was chasing him down um, and he called the plates in and it was like, yeah, it's a 1965 Chevy, blah, blah, blah. He's this person, blah, blah, blah. And I wish they would have been like, and Sheriff, he was like, yeah, he died in 19. (laughs) If he would have said he died at this time, 
that, I mean, it's right there. Why didn't they just do it? And it was like at the end when he kind of realized who he was and his daughter was like going to shoot him. And then he was like, no, shoot in the air and we're going to race. But he was very calm and collective. I was like, maybe he knows who he is. Like, it, everything, ugh, it's just a, yeah. a setting episode. That would have been a good reveal if she had shot him and just went like through him. And they're like, oh, he's yeah. a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> or, or imagine who they would have said like, yeah, he died 25 years to the day. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ooh. That'd been, <laughs> all, all of that would have been so much better. Damn it. Or when the car blew up, you see something floating in the air and it lands to the ground. It's a news clipping of Billy. Ooh that died or something it oh. would have it needed something god it was whack i'm sorry no it's good i no. like it because I, I think if you're in the ghost angle you have the ghost win the race and then give the daughter back anyways but then he got his vengeance like because he won the race at the end i don't know no i think he should have took the daughter we don't need happy ending <laughs> you're right we Just don't take her you know, like she was the one innocent victim in the whole thing but like but then at least his motive for kidnapping her to get the race would have all made sense well, like, she wasn't so innocent. She was running to him. Oh, that like, is true. That is true. Megan, I'm true. like, she. that was pretty fat. What was it, like what? a couple of days? Like, jeez. I, I think it's kind of that like uh, that old uh, adage where it's like, yeah, if my dad doesn't like him, then I have to, you know what I mean? Like, if you tell your daughter not to date someone, they're obviously going to date someone who's like that. So I think they're kind of going for that. But yeah, she was, uh, she definitely wasn't listening to his dad, listening to her dad. Well, see, now there's a part in there that they, it didn't make any sense based on the ending when he was getting a tattoo and he had a list of names up his damn arm and then he scratches out Garrett. And then to me, I'm thinking, Oh, so he is having seeking revenge, but in the end he didn't even win. It was just just like, this is, this is waste of ink on him. He didn't even do nothing. It's like getting a, a Super Bowl tattoo before the game. It well, just didn't make any sense. This would be worse because this is like amateur street racing. So imagine you played like cornhole down your local brewery and got a list of tattooed names of people that you want to beat at, like Jim Jimmy Smith. <laughs> <laughs> like, that, that's kind of what it was. So in the end, he should have won. Like, yeah. or or what he could have done was have Garrett or Iceman or whatever, like admit to what he did to his daughter or something in order to not race, or if he did race, you see him step away, and then you see him at another town Mm. and in the same car, and then he's in the dark, and he could have linked over, and we could have saw that it was Billy talking to another person that was on the list on his arm, and then it cuts off there. I need to be... See, we need to... I need to write this. (laughs) This was... Terrible. Or, yeah, or or he or it ends with him dying, but then the daughter wakes up in the morning and it's got that same envelope that says Iceman on it with all the evidence inside and she realizes who her father is. That that too, like something. It but, was just needs something. But now yeah. she has all the tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Or or it would have been really messed up, which that would have been pretty funny well not funny or the dad has the tattoos no (laughs) like demon knight and move on um the girl she that would be messed up if she was in the trunk like she got out to do the thing but then she ended up back in the trunk so when the cops come when the cops come and check the car 
they open it and then that's when they like the daughters in the trunk or the daughters in the dad's trunk yeah or some or someone died or something you know and then we see him later i don't know it just needed help <laughs> why, why y'all had me watch this episode? Uh, it was random. It was random. <laughs> it, it never oh, fails. Uh, we have guests on. It's like the worst episode ever. <laughs> oh my god! But no, it's, it's kind of fun. This is fun. This is actually really fun to like speculate and kind of rewrite. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's this was yeah not good. Then it's like why? See, I'm upset. Okay, no, <laughs> no why burn yourself up? Like I was trying to get what that symbolizes him burning himself up. If he had a list of people to go after, Better like he, he, what, he failed because when he was driving and he stopped and he screamed, maybe it was a plan thing that he was gonna um, have him get killed. And then he, it was like he was screaming because he was upset because he didn't follow the the like he didn't keep going. I was just like confused. I was just like this sucks. Well, I, I think the dad. I think what he was with the end with the lighter was when the dad came over to talk to him. His idea was I'm gonna light this lighter. It's gonna explode and kill him too. Still, like I'm gonna take him with me. Well, I that, that wouldn't make idea. any sense because he ran. He had time to run away. Yeah. yeah. Still, it was still seconds before it exploded. I so it still, dying. like he knew he was dying. That was his hail mary. Well, then, then he wasn't a ghost. No. But then, but then, then, then there was no purpose of the show. Like there exactly. was no, yeah. <laughs> no purpose because why have all these evidence unless the kid that died? See, if he was the son of the guy that died in the car, that makes sense. Yeah, there's no motivation. It, but it was 27 years ago. So obviously it can't be because the daughter is in high school. So that doesn't work out. Well, is she in high school or is she in, is she in college? Because she's... she Was she in high school? I thought it was... It looked like high school. But I, I, I don't think they were said. Okay. But she did not look like she was... 20. Well, she was working... I'm sorry. Wait, I'm sorry. Maybe I got that confused. She was working at a... Diner. Like a sonic. At like a, a diner. Like a roller. Like yeah. A, a skating diner from the. So theater. would she be. Uh, but it was 27 years ago. He, they see. They too. She too old to be running after some dude she don't know. <laughs> well, that wouldn't make any sense though. You make a lot of good points here because he was pretty old. Not he, he, the, the main kid. The, the syrup wasn't that old, but 27 years seems like a weird long time. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of things that don't add up. There are more and more. There are more and more plot holes as we talk about this. <laughs> Well, good thing for Tom Holland that it doesn't count against him because for TV shows, it's the writers. <laughs> so, because I'm like, man, what happened? Yeah, I, I think the biggest failing here is that it was written for a different show and they just plopped it here and it didn't quite jive. Mm, no wonder why Tom Holland never talks about this. You can ask him. <laughs> uh, the, the wraparound, though, the Crypt Keeper, that was fantastic. I love that. Oh, yeah. Just because anytime I get a million stupid shitty dad puns i'm a happy guy hey come on stella that's great all right let's wrap this section up we'll do our episode rating uh so we do zero to five you can do five being the best zero being the worst you can do half points uh mondo what do you rate this episode only because i actually like the uh like brad pitt i liked uh uh god i forgot his name already i'm raymond barry uh no jack keller jack keller yeah yeah, because I like them, I'm going to go with the two. And I think I'm being generous, to be honest with you. Like, 
uh, if it wasn't for their performances, it'd probably be a one. But I'm gonna go with a two just to be nice. I'm feeling I'm feeling generous tonight. Okay, I vote Trace. I'm gonna go with a negative three point five. <laughs> I respect it <laughs> because I don't care who's acting in it. It was the story for me. Um, it just it just didn't add up. Nothing added up. It didn't make any sense. It wasn't a, It wasn't scary. wasn't creepy. It didn't even give any kind of vibes. It was just bad. Just bad. Like it's so. Ugh. <laughs> It was it didn't give you anything. No. Everything was implied. There was like it could be or it couldn't. Like it just <laughs> just say it already, but we are not. I mean, it just wouldn't do anything for me. Sorry, negative 3.5. No. I'm being nice. That's fair. Don't be sorry. Like I I, I I was trying to be nice because like I want there like, right now I'm missing AEW New Japan Pro Wrestling Super Show Forbidden Door. I could have Watch that instead of review this episode. I could have been <laughs> watching more Chattanooga Film Festival, which I saw some great movies on. Oh, by the <laughs> way, quick, quick shout out. Um, I'll, I'll, if you guys are love, if you guys like slasher films, uh, the third Saturday in October is how it's called. Uh, yeah, God, I think I've, I've been seeing that pop up last that, day. They, they did number five and number one. Um, when those hit streaming, go out of your way to watch them. Knocked out of the park on this fest. And if you guys love uh, Evil Dead or The Predator, <laughs> yes, I know that's weird. I hate saying the name of this movie because it's the most uncomfortable name. It's like, I've said some uncomfortable things on the show. This can be the most uncomfortable name I ever ever say. The name of the movie is from Argentina. It's called Pussy Cake. Fucking is that what it's about? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just. It's it's a name. It's a name of an all female band in the movie, and I think they're kind of going for like the rush. The, how they had that band Pussy Riot that really um, helped women's rights in Russia. I think that's what they're kind of going for. But that is a really great one with like Evil Dead and Predator vibes. As odd as that sounds, mixing those two mm. movies together. Um, and then they, I watched a really cool found footage one today called Outer. Um, I just watched. I'm so terrible with names. Uh, the Outwaters. Uh, that was a cool found footage film. Very gooey. But it was an hour and like 50 minutes long. And movies just shouldn't be that long usually. So it would have been much better like an hour and 20, hour and 30. But those are, those are some standouts for me. Just to throw it out there if anybody's looking to, to watch some cool stuff. Okay. I hope, uh, I hope I'm allowed to talk about that. I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about that. But I'll cut it. Well, off. this won't come out for another two weeks. Okay. <laughs> Um, all right, I'll go with the two on this one, and again, that's more based that's based on the strength of Brad Pitt's acting. And I, I thought I just want to respect some good old fashioned car stunts. If they didn't have the close up and the seductive Brad Pitt like tongue thing, would have been lower. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right, we'll move on. Mondo, give us your song of the day. All right, I, I couldn't think of anything really that great today. There's a lot of songs about cars. The obvious one being cars, right? But I went with uh, so so back when 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 Rob Zombie was still doing doing cool things and not butchering fucking film franchises. Uh, he, he wrote a he played a little band called White Zombie, uh, which in 1992 came out with La Sexorcisto Devil Music Volume One. There's never a Devil Music Volume Two, which is kind of weird. But it's a Devil Music Volume One, and I think it was the first track on that record was Black Shun Sunshine, which is about a car. Mm-hmm. And about racing a car, and it, it's funny because uh, the story behind that was that they didn't. They released uh, everyone, everyone. It's funny. Everyone nowadays knows that record because of Th- because of Thunder Kiss '65, and that was actually that the first single they released on that record, and it flopped. Like MTV didn't want to play in Headbangers Ball or anything like that, so they released Black Sunshine as a second single, which actually did much better because it was on Beavis and Butthead. 
Which surprising, like a lot of artists back then wanted to get their videos on Beavis and Butthead because even if Beavis and Butthead totally shit on it, it would increase album sales because uh, a whole generation of kids would see it that wouldn't normally see it. Um, which also, uh, an aside, uh, the new movie just came out a couple yeah. days ago. I haven't watched it yet. It looks so fucking stupid. And I can't wait to watch it and just turn my brain off for yes. an hour and a half. And they're also releasing all the original episodes with the music videos intact. Well, uh, which is kind of cool because it's always the fun thing seeing like Beefs and Butter just rip on musicians. Where are they releasing those? Uh, Paramount Plus, I believe. Paramount Plus. Paramount Plus, I believe. Yeah, I, I saw this new movie and I'm like, I can't watch it. I remember seeing the original movie in uh, theaters. Yeah, no, yeah, me too, me too. I saw that, and I saw what was it came out like a week later. Was the Howard Stern movie came out a week later? Oh, right, and that, yeah. And that was us in middle school trying to be edgy, is going mm-hmm. to see Howard Stern, and going to see Beavis and Butthead. Uh, some things I guess never change, but uh, yeah, getting back on track. Uh, White Zombie's kind of a, it's kind of a cool. Whether you or not you like Rob Zombie and his directorial works, like I like House of a Thousand Corpses. I, I, I love Devil's Rejects, even though there's a lot of weird shit in that movie, like how he turns these really terrible human beings into the protagonists somehow. I think I like it more because of Bill Mosley and uh, Sid Haig. Mm-hmm. And I didn't like Three from Hell. I think the Halloween movies... Uh, fuck, dude. Like, If I ever see Rob Zombie, I, I would think about punching him just for the Halloween movies. <laughs> but uh, you know what? The Munsters might be okay. Who knows? I'll, I'll really I think that... I see it. So um, far, it looks promising. 13 was a fucking piece of shit. Sorry, 31. 31 was a piece of shit. Uh, but like, what he did with White Zombie, I thought was pretty good. Like the, the the two most popular albums were obviously Little Sixer Sisto, and then uh, Astro Cube 2000 was kind of their biggest one that went platinum. Mm-hmm. But they also did their first two records, which was uh, Soul Crusher and Make Them Die Slowly, uh, based off the Cannibal Ferox movie. Uh, was actually really pretty good albums, and for the time, like uh, they blended kind of that weird like they're doing those weird effects into metal with whatever else they were doing. And, uh, it was just a, just a cool thing overall. And if anybody, uh, wants to kind of see, uh, Shania Salt, their bassist, uh, her Instagram is great. And she posts a lot of really cool, um, a lot of really cool relics from that time. A lot of really cool. She even sells some, some old, um, uh, memorabilia every now and then, but she always posts some really, really cool stuff. And she played with some great bands after she left White Zombie. But I feel like Rob Zombie, after White Zombie disbanded and he kind of did his solo stuff, it never brought back the magic. Like, it, there's no the magic wasn't there. It went a direction that I was never a fan of. But um, those those first handful of records he did were, were fantastic. And I still love Astro Keep. So, um, Song of the Week, we got there. Black Sunshine, <laughs> Off La Sexto by a White Zombie. Manda, did you know my my first concert like that I actually actively went to that my parents didn't bring me to was White Zombie and Pantera. So that was back probably in 98, 99-ish? No, it was more like 94, 95 okay. maybe. I know White Zombie tour, but it wasn't with Pantera down here in Vegas. And I went to it and I had the worst time. Um, They actually mm-hmm. filmed the video for uh, uh, Supercharger Heaven, uh, the second track oh, cool. off uh, Astro Creep. And it was terrible. Like, they sounded terrible. I, I was a kid. I was so disappointed because they sounded so bad. Like, I was just very upset by it. I just thought I was getting my ass kicked. <laughs> it's just, it was, I've never seen anything like that. And also, Garth Brooks was playing at the stadium across the way. So it was just like all kinds of chaos. That's actually got to be pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Was he playing as Chris Gaines? Was it Chris Gaines? Is that his alter ego? No, it was before that. Okay. All right. Uh, for trivia today, since Jody's not here, I'll be doing that. So the title, King of the Road, is based off a uh, song from the 60s by Roger Miller, who was a country western singer. And he died in 1992, the same year this episode came out. Oh, nice to see we're leaving trivia on a positive note. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. 
the guy that did the music for this episode, I think his name's Warren Zevon. He like all those like songs you hear are all his songs. Oh, and cool! It is the worst fucking music ever, and I mean that like in the in the best way possible. That, like this, the, the what sounds like they should be a real songs. And he's like Wretched Road, Bad Road, Wretched Road, or whatever. He just wrote those, and they're so cheesy. And uh, what's funny is there's actually a, a band that kind of did a cover of that song. Oh really? Um, I looked that up. Like, that'd be kind of cool. And then I looked into the band, and mm 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 mm, their uh their their logo is a Confederate flag. So I'm like, nah, Ugh, no, 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 no. So I, that's all I needed to know to not pick that fucking band. But like, I thought it was interesting. So I was trying to find like, were these real songs? But no, uh, uh, did Warren Zevin did all the original the original like rock songs for this? And he, I guess he intentionally made them as cheesy as possible. Are you waiting for like something like a headbanger to come on? And you're like, oh no. Well, I, I think he was ripping off real songs. Like I, I forgot one that reminded me of Highway Star from Deep Purple, which is all about riding, driving a car. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I, I appreciate when you have these composers that try to just do like ripoffs of rock songs just for fun. Like, it's kind of neat. Nice. All right. So for our advice section, since this is a uh, episode about cars and cars crashes, we thought we'd do some. Uh, a little driver's education. Um, as I mentioned before, my 16 year old is with me for the summer and uh, he did driver's ed a couple months ago. He has his permit. So I've been taking him driving. Um, you know, I only see him every couple months. So the last time I saw him was before driver's ed. So I took him for the first time since then today. And shockingly, he, not shockingly, but pleasantly, surprisingly, he uh, was a much better driver after doing driver's ed. Um, we even went on the freeway and man, it's you, you pucker up when you're the passenger and someone the <laughs> danger is the one driving on the freeway. Uh, Nothing I, gets you puckered more than that. But I, he did a great job. I joke that I'm always using my invisible brake on the faster side. Mm-hmm. That just doesn't work. Like just press my foot down. Like, please, please, please stop the car. Uh, I was I had my hand on my knee. And I was just kind of squeezing it, but he did really well. And I told him my number one piece of advice when it comes to um, learning to drive is always assume everyone around you is an idiot when it comes to driving. Don't, don't assume they know which way they're that, going or they, they know the rules. They're, that's great that, advice. Yeah, yeah, assume that they're going to make the wrong decision every single time. I, when my, my daughter started driving, I told her almost exactly the same thing. I just said, assume everyone around you is trying to kill you. <laughs> like, you guys live in California, which we know the driving out there is, whew. Oh, um, yeah. I, oh, yeah. <laughs> I will still stand by Vegas being the worst drivers in the world because we get a lot of, a lot of transients from everywhere. Uh, that come to Vegas for a year or whatever, no one here respects red lights. Mm. If you ever drive in Las Vegas, you'll notice the light turns green and the person at the front hesitates for two to five seconds because you never know when someone's going to decide, fuck that red light and just go through it because it happens Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm. Yeah, and that's the other thing I told him because he's very fixated on the speed limit. He's like, okay, can I go 60 now or can I go whatever? And I'm like, it's good to be aware, but it's more important to go with the flow of the traffic as well. Because if someone else, again, isn't following that sign, then, you know, it doesn't matter how fast you're going, you're going right through them. So um, just be, be, aware of, be aware of the flow of the traffic. Next time you're driving with them, Jason, you just got to be like, just do whatever you want. And don't call me dad, call me Iceman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, no, it was, it was very cool to see him. Like he used to be, we used to just go around the block, and that was it. And now he's going the freeway. We're going here and there. It's actually very cool. So I'm very proud of him. It's just, it's still scary as shit. My my daughter's twenty. Now. Oh, she be well, she be twenty in uh, in December, and nothing is like 
both weird and amazing at the same time. When you're at the bar having some drinks and your daughter comes and picks you up. <laughs> <laughs> that is that you said too many. That's funny and sad. <laughs> <laughs> well, having kids has to pay off eventually, so. Oh, well, I don't have any kids, so I, I don't know how it feels. Do you have any uh, driving lessons? Oh, man, just, I don't know, like, like what we said earlier, just pretend everybody's trying to kill you. Never assume anything and always give yourself time to stop behind mm-hmm. a car. I've yes. seen cars just driving on that ass and I see it. And there's people that I be in a car with and they be driving too close. And I'm just like, oh, my goodness, you just never know. And. I, I've been in a car accident mm-hmm. and it's not fun. It, it really is. And I got slammed in the back and then my car slammed in another one. And that <sighs> car, it was like a six car pile up on the 91 freeway. <sighs> and I was going to not scary farm. So oh. I, 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 oh, I started, no. I started my scares off strong, <laughs> but I still ended up going, but Doug? the guy just wasn't, he didn't give time in the, you know, he just kept, he was driving too close to me. Yeah. And the car in front of me, I stopped, but he was too close. So it was nothing. And I looked up in my mirror, my, my mirror, my rear view mirror, and I saw him a split second before he hit me. Damn. And there was nothing I could do. It was like mm-hmm. I was stuck in between. But yeah, just give yourself time to stop. Never ride on someone's ass. Always assume the car next to you will go over in your lane and never get in the blind spot that will save your life i have to ask you guys have you guys noticed more and more because we're, we're all uh um uh, jason and i are jason's like 48 49 uh I'm like, <laughs> the older i get the scareder i am yeah. when someone else is driving I feel like they're going too damn fast. And they could be going. To, I'm like, slow down. It's like, I'm going 70. It's like, nah. Like I end up holding on. Like, I don't know. I just and I was the person that drive like a hundred miles an hour when I was young. Now it's like, you better go the speed limit. You're going too fast. Watch how you turn that corner. <laughs> so I've noticed, like the, the older age, I, I what am I, thirty nine now? That people just don't stay in their lane. Like that's like the like the, my biggest pet peeve because everyone is so. And here's a really big tip: like there are so many easy distractions while you drive. Like and and this does not limit itself to cell phones. I've seen grown ass people reading a fucking newspaper on their on their steering wheel. Like that's okay because not looking at their goddamn phones. Um. But so many people spend so much time on their phones in the car that you'll see people fucking weaving out of lanes. It's like, dude, like you're piloting a 4,000 pound fucking piece of machinery. You should be paying attention to what you're doing, not fucking looking at your goddamn phone. Or I remember I was driving home from work one day and this lady at the front of the front of the line, like the light would turn green and she wouldn't go for like 15 seconds. So I got out of the lane, got in the middle lane and I pulled up next to her and she's trying to film a TikTok dance video. Oh at, at the stop sign and i was like enraged i'm like nope it's okay i'm just gonna calm down but like what i'm trying to say is limit distractions i know distractions are there and you have the urge to look at your phone when you're bored you shouldn't be doing that while you're driving you should pay attention to everything around you because like i said everyone around you is probably trying to kill trying to fucking kill you and 
always sorry, always wear oh, your seatbelt. Always wear your goddamn seatbelt. Yes. I see all friends that don't wear their seatbelt, uh, and I'm like, what are you doing? Like, uh, like, like you said, you've been in a car accident before, and your seatbelt probably saved you from injuries. Um, I was making a left turn on a green arrow, and someone blew the red light and totaled my car once, oof. and I walked away without a scratch. My airbag came out. I remember looking at my airbag and saying, well, I don't want that to hit me in the face. So I pushed away from it and actually burned my arms. I powder burned my arms. Um, but I walked away pretty much out of scratch because I had my seatbelt on. Except if you're the mayor of Knox County, Tennessee, and your name is Glenn Jacobs, fucking don't put your seatbelt on, e- seatbelt on ever because fuck that guy. <laughs> oh, I have another piece of advice. If you miss your stop, you miss your, you're off. Like you finna get off, but you miss your stop to get off or whatever it is on the freeway yeah, the exit, yeah. Keep, go to the next exit please do not go over <laughs> all the lanes or go or when the ramp when there's a ramp they go those double lane those double lines <laughs> and yeah. cross over i mean just nearly killing everyone just go to the next one. Thank you. So, I, I love, too, when that car is like a 1987 Toyota Tercel, and it can barely make it across the gravel in between. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> I've seen that. I've, I see that a lot. And, and also, I've been in the car where this car decided to, oh, they're almost going to miss their, their exit. So they crossed in front of us while we were... I mean, they just went over all the gravel, all the dirt, through those big-ass yellow cones with water. They just went around it. I mean, just about to kill everybody. I was, oh, there was one time someone stopped on the freeway, uh, backed up. Oh, shit. There were people swerving and stopping and honking their horns, backed <laughs> up blowing telling everyone to back up so they can get off the exit they missed oh god what what could i kid you not what, <laughs> what kind of narcissism do you have to have to be like you know what the world stops for me i can't be inconvenienced by taking me three more minutes to get to my fucking destination and you want to I've know what? seen that if three minutes is a deal breaker because you're gonna be to work late that's on you for not leaving with enough time so fuck it yeah, so that's my advice, yeah. man. And uh, plus, it doesn't help that I watch those crash shows on <laughs> YouTube. Yeah. I don't know why I watch. It's called Bad Drivers or something. Oh, and God. It, so then after seeing that and getting in the car with people, it's like, I'm trying to save your life. Do not <laughs> do this because I saw what happens when you do. <laughs> I got rear-ended once on Christmas Eve, and I was, dri- I was working at Apple. I was driving to work, and I look in the rearview mirror, and I'm like, this guy's not going to stop. He's going a little bit too fast, and here it comes. And he rear-ended me. And we pulled over to the side, and here's what I'll say. It was like the best car accident you could ever get into. Because the guy was so apologetic. was like, I'm so sorry. He goes, I legit wasn't paying attention. I was looking at the sign over here, looked up, and I said, oh, shit. Um, and he gave me his information. And I'm so I got to work, and I'm like, well, I told my boss, hey, I need to call. I need to deal with this real fast. So I called his insurance. While I'm calling his insurance, his insurance is calling me because he already called them and told them that oh, he wow. and gave him all my information. Admitted fault right away. And then on, then he had my information. On Christmas Day, he wished me a Merry Christmas and said, I'm very, very sorry if I ruined your Christmas. Like, if you need anything, Aww. please help. Please let me know. Aww. And I hope you for the best. Like, send me the nicest text. I'm like, how can you be mad? <laughs> <laughs> that is so sweet. Like, how can you? Be Where mad? was this? Uh, Las Vegas. Is that out here? Oh. Uh, meanwhile, he might have been an out of towner. No, he's Vegas. He had a Vegas plate. Oh. Uh, you guys, the people that have lived here, this is a very um, 
as the people that have lived here a long time, like everyone kind of knows everybody like, through six degrees of separation. Because, mm-hmm. you know, when I, when I first moved here 30 years ago, the population was like half a million people, and now we're at three million. So people that have been here a long time kind of know each other. Um, but when I got my bad accident, when the guy ran the red light and hit me, he denied fault. Luckily, I had a witness behind me that stayed behind. He went all the way, but he took it to court. Uh-huh. Um, so I had to go to court as a witness, and there was myself. The person who stayed on as a witness, uh, the officer which cited him that saw the interaction, and he showed up at court with no witnesses. So oh the district attorney is sitting there telling him, like, a city attorney is like, dude, I'll get you off with a parking ticket. Because this sounds, uh, I don't mean to bring it down here, but I was the last case of the day. And right before that was a judge was sentencing a lady who ran into a bus stop while she's on prescription drugs and killed three kids. Oh, God. Do you want to know what she uh. did? Do you want to know what her, her penalty was? What? One year of house arrest. What? After killing three people? Because put it this way, and this is oh god, I'm I'm gonna get on a rant here. But like that's when I realized what the justice I was young. I realized what the justice system was. Because you saw all these people coming in in shackles who couldn't afford an attorney. That they all were in there for the same thing, which was usually like I think it was all domestic battery, not beating a spouse, but getting into fist fights, like at a bar, which is considered domestic battery still. They all got the same thing, whatever. Um she walked in on her own accord with her expensive lawyer. And got off with almost nothing. Because they argued that she didn't know that prescription drugs would cause that. And I don't remember the name, but I just sit through this whole thing. I'm sitting there, and we're watching these, these mothers testify. And they're very upset by her penalty. So, basically, the city attorney's telling this dude, like, dude, I'll get you off with basically a fucking $50 parking ticket. Just don't take this in front of the judge, because he does not want to deal with this today. Nope, took it to fucking trial. The judge not only found him guilty, but charged him $3,000 in for, he basically said, if you came to court with no evidence, that is contempt. Charged him $3,000, charged him $3,000 and a day in jail. Wow. The judge was so pissed off. But I will say though, this one I knew the justice in America is totally fucked. It's all about money you have because dude, like. I can rant about that another day too, but it's a whole other story. Um, but I was like, holy shit, dude. Like, you want to take this to court when they try to give you a $50 ticket and you said no. And guess what? Now you got to walk it. Now you got to spend a night in jail and walk out of here for like $4,000 because you just didn't say fuck it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, the justice system. Yeah. It's it's, all, uh, you know, it's two. It's actually two two factors with that. It's about how much money you have and the color of your skin. Well, I'm sorry, it is true. I'll, I'll I'll put it this way, and I won't get into details on this. But I had to deal with some shit in California. I paid a lawyer to deal with it for me. And uh, it, honestly, I don't, I don't, I do not look very Mexican. But I am very Mexican. I'm like 40 percent Native Mexican because my dad is my dad. My grandma's actually asked is actually Aztec. But the judge, the fucking lawyer, straight up told me he goes. You should show up if possible. I'm like, well, the reason I'm paying you is because I don't want to show up. <laughs> I like, can't. I can't just go to California on a whim. He goes, I don't mean to sound bad here. And this was actually a, a Hispanic lawyer that I had. And he goes, when they see your name, they just see another criminal Mexican. If you show up and you have lighter color skin, they're going to go easier on you. He goes, I don't mean to be a dickhead, but that's just the reality of our justice system. And I was like, mm-hmm. yep, it's fucked. <laughs> Did you show up? No. No, I couldn't. Oh. I just couldn't make it. But I was like, that is so fucked, but it's reality. It it's sucks. true. And it sucks. Shut up. Shut up. Sorry, it's my cat. They, <laughs> they did. You know what? They didn't like the episode either. I, I respect this. Yeah. <laughs> did, did, if, you, right. if you made them sit through that and they're angry, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, that's right. my cat, Clovis. Clovis. Oh, what a great name for cat. Oh, well, right. the 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 cat, the Clovis from Sleepwalker. What I a, named her. Oh. What, what, what kind of cat is it? She's big. Oh, uh, it's a it's a it's a tabby. I love tabbies. So Clovis, she's a girl, but I call her Clovis. Oh, I I always <laughs> love tabbies because they have that little M on their forehead. And then the other one, I don't know where she is, but that, the other one's Ripley. Oh, oh nice. what a great, <laughs> great name. Great name. Great name. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that wraps up another episode of Audrey's. Thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find you? Uh, they can find me on YouTube, just horror movies and beyond. You can find me on YouTube, TikTok, um, Instagram, Twitter. All you have to do is type in horror movies and beyond and everything pops up. The only thing that pops up. Nice. I did see you just interviewed um, the director of Torn Hearts. Oh, yeah. Which I'm super... That was fun. Have you watched a movie yet? Yeah. I, every Okay. Every person that I interview, I watch the movie in advance. Okay. I, I, I just think it's rude if you don't. Yeah. Right, yeah. I, haven't, <laughs> I haven't watched it yet, but it's on my list because I'm a big fan of Katie Seagal and I want to see. And it looks genuinely creepy. So I'm, I'm pretty excited to watch it. Oh no. <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's not, I don't know if it's creepy. Um, it is gory. Oh, okay. I'm in for that. But too. I, I, I like her in it. Katie Seagal. Like I did not see, I, well, you know what? When I saw her in Sons of Anarchy, she was so good in that. Yeah. So that demented, yeah. like, power struggle like i i when i saw her name in that i was like okay it's perfect and she never did a horror she never did anything like that so but her performance yeah she was the right woman for that so, so you watch did you watch all of sons of anarchy you know i have to say i probably did <laughs> So I was the, kind of forced. <laughs> the, but the very last, there's a scene in the very last season. Spoilers, you don't want to hear this, but where she convinces, basically tells her son it's okay to kill her, and it is like, a chill. oh yeah, That's, that scene. They were yeah, oh. they were outside. That was so sad. She's like, but he oh. couldn't help because he. Okay, okay, I don't know. Spoilers it's because fine. she she freaking like killed <laughs> his wife. His wife, yeah, right. That's like damn, and he killed her too. It, it was good. It was good. But until her last breath, she still tried the manipulation. She goes, I know what you have to do, Jackson. You're still my baby or something like that. I was like, oh, oh. He didn't care. Yeah, he didn't care. He was done with her after that. <laughs> yeah, still, still, still hard. Yeah, she was great in that. And um, I'm, I'm a big fan of Katie Seagal after that series. She sings in that, too. Uh, you know, she's, oh, really? Yeah, she sings on a lot of the soundtrack. She's actually a really great singer. She does live shows. Yeah, she actually sings a cappella in it too. And mm. in like nothing. Like it's just her voice. Oh, and in it's Torn Hearts. Raw. Yeah, in Torn Hearts. Oh, that's awesome. Because in Sons of Anarchy, um, some of the songs they did, I think they did like House of the Rising Sun, where she sings in. She's a really oh, great really? she's a really great singer. Mm-hmm. And and she's very, a- very raw. It's very um I don't know what you call it, like um soulful. Very okay. soulful into cool. what how she how she did it and I don't know it's just she just I just I just always loved her like I don't know she can't do no wrong no, <laughs> even if it was a bad film I'd probably be like 
Well, it's Katie. I can give her a negative two point. Oh, damn. <laughs> if it oh, was damn. bad. No, but it's actually pretty good. Everyone did really well in that. It was good. Yeah. That's one of those is I have it, I have it ready to watch, but my wife's a big fan of Katie Seagal, too, so we'll watch it together when we ever find time. <laughs> it's good. All right. Well, next week, we will be reviewing Maniac at Large. We appreciate everyone for listening. We really appreciate it if you would give us a reading review on iTunes, a reading on Spotify. And with that, we thank you for listening to Dads from the Crypt. (laughs) Follow Dads from the Crypt on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or I will follow you to the grave. (laughs) No, seriously, you really should watch. But be careful what you ask for. You may get it.